The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, Tom, are you ready? See, <laughs> si, Senor Joel. See, si, okay. And Travis, are you ready? Are we allowed to talk? We, can we talk now? <laughs> yes, I, I needed King a second Joel? of silence. We were before... in the middle of talking and you were like, yeah. no, I need I you to, to stop. I hold my breath. I was... uh, okay, okay. The podcast, don't talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, and go. We, 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 we're three guys who like to talk pinball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis now who talk pinball. And we call ourselves Triple Drain. Travis has a question. No, I legit have a question because we ready. didn't discuss this before. Hmm. Did you play like an intro during that? Yeah. Yeah. Like so, we do have an intro, right? Uh, I mean, the intro is the normal podcast info- intro. It'll be the TPN. Like, like, is it like you- animated with like all kinds of like explosions and shit like that? You know, or? I'm going to figure it out. I'm, I'm okay. going to. We'll see. So <laughs> the reason Travis is asking this silly question is because we're doing video. We are doing video. We actually have a camera on. All of us, yeah. Tom is touching it. Travis is Oh, you're saluting. not supposed to do that? Travis moved out of his closet for this. Um, <laughs> he did not. He put up one picture in the background, I see. Not hung on the wall, just sitting on a table. <laughs> I think that's um, a light. And he has a, a light rod. Um, but besides that, that's all. <laughs> it's a all, floor lamp. Who calls a, it a light rod? But it's like a whole, it's like a whole tube that's lit that's, up. It's, not, it's a tube light. Yes. I, that's what all the cool people do now I, for their backgrounds, Joel. What do you, you have? Don't you have like a bunch of pinball machines. that when we're not filming. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> this is a cool background. Tom, you have a cool background. Travis, you've got a wall. <laughs> I've, got, I've got two walls. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. In a corner. Yeah. So, okay. So anybody that's listening to this on the, in the normal format. Yes. This is the Triple Dream Pinball Podcast. We are you know, the three of us, Joel, Travis, and Tom, nothing, nothing out of normal. Um, but we we're talk trying to pinball new. and we call ourselves triple drain. There you go. We talk is really what it comes I thought to. You were we, quoting the song, like Joel. Play. I was going with it. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. So we are still doing the podcast. We're still going to do the audio form of the podcast. You're probably listening to this on the pinball network. Um, but something we are doing different is we decided we've always had our cameras on but we're actually going to release video of this podcast. And so the thought is we have started the Patreon. There's Patreon, the triple drain, uh, triple underscore drain Patreon. We have some Patreon members. We're incredibly grateful for their support. That support has paid for um, some swag. <laughs> we, we've uh, basically bought our own merch for ourselves because you know that's <laughs> apparently what cool people do when they have a Patreon. And then it's it's going to pay for this artwork that you see down there, the um, the Jackson Gee artwork that we used for that swag. But um, the thought here is we were going to, this first video is out there for everybody. Everybody ha- can have it, enjoy it, watch it as many times as they want. It'll be on the Pinball Network uh, YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, type Pinball Network, you'll find this video. Um, but our thought is after this video, we're going to make the video aspect of this a Patreon exclusive. So if you're a Patreon member, it doesn't matter what tier you are. When we release the normal podcast episode, we will also release the link 
for the Patreon members. So if you're one of those people that would prefer to take this in, they want the visual side of this podcast. They want to see Tom's beautiful face. They want to see Travis's corner of his tan blank walls. You can do that. <laughs> you can do that for a small, small fee of either $3, $6 or $9 a month. That's all you got to do. Um, or you can join my OnlyFans and see the <laughs> other wall as yeah. well. Yeah, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that wall. You definitely don't want a black light on in that wall either. It's, it's, so I don't know. If you want to see a face to this, then awesome. Feel free to join the Patreon and enjoy the video. Otherwise, enjoy the podcast. That's what we're here for. The audio part of this is always going to be available to anybody. Um, so yeah. So there's your disclaimer, and we're going to see how this uh, see how this shakes loose. So. Yeah, catching up with you guys. It's been a little while. We've gotten through Christmas. We've gotten through the new year. I know we tried to get a podcast in before the end of the year, trying to wrap everything up. Um, and one thing that I did after our podcast is I actually had a really cool opportunity to interview George Gomez. Um, he's the chief. What there is he it? goes talking about himself. Again, <laughs> yeah, like let's just talk about Joel's podcast. I try to talk podcast. about why not. Might as chief, well. What is it? Chief technical officer? It's not chief. You interviewed him. You tell yeah, us. <laughs> he's the man. Okay. George Gomez. He's the man. And it was an awesome interview. He he said a lot of stuff, but but what I wanted to discuss with you guys is through that interview, one of the things that he shared was two cornerstones next year. One of them, the design team, is Dwight and Dwight Sullivan and Brian Eddy. And then the other design team is Jack Danger and Tanya Kleiss. And as far as I know, that's that is not normal for anything like that to be shared ahead of time. Because as we know, there are people that are very loyal to either designers of the physical machine or design like coders. They really did you send them booze or something before <laughs> no, the podcast? Apparently, I just asked the right questions. I don't know, but it was a. Uh, he he revealed all that. And then the other thing that he also revealed is Zombie Yeti is doing the art package for both of them. So we know the game designer, we know the software programmer, and we know the artist for both of these games. The only thing he left out is the theme. Um, so we really, I mean, we have no idea what those themes are going to be. But with the two of you guys and as many games as you have owned and as much as you guys have, as much experience as you have in pinball, does that mean anything to you? Like, are you excited about one or the other? Or like, I, I don't know, is there a hesitation of like, well, if Dwight and Brian go first, I'm going to skip that and I'll wait for Jack and Jack. And, when, you know, like, when, I don't know. Does that forecast? When Zelwyn's next game. <laughs> when Zelwyn's next game. Uh, it just, it's right gonna now. Talk, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. going to talk about that tonight. Drop this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I know thoughts on that. Thoughts on that. Uh, I mean, it's cool to know what's coming up. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we don't know theme or anything, but uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to know who's going to be designing and working on the games. I well, think that's really neat. You still have Mando, right? It's right here, Joel. Well, I can't. It's just a little out of frame. Okay. But so Mando, I mean, that's a Brian and Dwight game. I mean, yep. what I, are, do you like that combo? Is that is that combo enjoyable enough that you sign you up for another one? I mean, yeah, potentially. Okay. I mean, it just uh, depends. Depends on the theme and see what happens. All right. Travis, what not are you? Not making any promises. <laughs> okay. So what you're saying is the team will not cause you to commit to buying something. No. That's what you're saying. Necessarily. No. See, that's fair. 
Uh, I'm just going to use all of Joel's catchphrases. Mm, thank you. This podcast. Oh, You're welcome. Wait, are we supposed to drink if, if somebody says <laughs> I, I, think so. <laughs> I think so. I forgot about that. that works. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. All right. I mean, there. I know plenty of people that are just, they're just Team Elwin. So every Elwin game has been him and Rick Nagel. How uh, it's could been you this, not be Team Elwin? I, I think that's a valid statement. But people are like, okay, I don't care what the game is. If, if that combo is happening, I'm in. And I feel like there was a time where there were like Steve Ritchie fans. They're like, I'm in for every Steve Ritchie game. So they just love his games. So do you feel, I mean, like Jack is a big question mark. We have no idea what a Jack Danger game looks like. And what Tanyo, do you mean he, he built a home pen? Yeah, but still, I mean, it's like give him free range, two node boards, do whatever you want, three models. Like we, we have no idea what Jack Danger is going to make. And Tanyo, Within the Stern Bomb, of course. True. And Tanyo Kleiss only has one one game, That's which fair. is Deadpool. That Pretty good game, in. though. It's a know, fantastic so. game. It's a great game. But that's, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if people heard that information and they're like, well, looks like I'm safe for 2023. Like, I'm not buying a game. Or there's people that are immediately like, oh, I'm in. I'm already in because of this this team. Honestly, oddly enough, I really didn't hear from anybody positive or negative either way with knowing. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. I think it's just a lot of people assumed what the teams could possibly be just based off the past, based off who's released games recently. Everybody knew that Borg has already come out with a game with Rush. Everybody knew that Elwin was on Bond's 60th. So I guess it was just generally assumed that it was possible he was not going to be in the 2023 lineup. So, I mean, people are kind of putting the dots together here and connecting it. So, I mean, it's just... I don't know. I think it would be a bigger deal. I mean, it is kind of a big deal that they are announcing that ahead of time. I think it would be even a bigger deal if they did that with themes. And we've talked about that before, about announcing ahead of time what they have, almost like a a stern day and, hey, here's our release schedule and here's what's coming. Because it's not like anybody else could do anything about that or react to that anyway. So I would always be curious about that because I I don't know. I don't think it would necessarily stop people from buying the game that they want to buy because... There's a lot of people that will buy a pro, right? And they're wanting to just buy it because they're just going to wait on the premium. Or there's oh, yeah. plenty of people that will buy a game and just they know that they're going to sell it. They're just buying it thinking, okay, I'm going to hold on to it for three to six months, move on and go to the next one. There's thousands of people out there that do exactly that. Well, I, I think it's an interesting point because you're saying we, we know literally everything but the theme, but you're not seeing people commit. You're not, you're not seeing people like, oh, I'm in, I'm in like Tanyo. Like I love Tanyo. I'm in, but I mean, what, what is there to commit to though? I mean, outside of like doing a pre-order and nobody knows what their allocations are of those games. I mean, how do you commit? You know what I mean? If both of you knew that the March cornerstone release was going to be Elwin. I'm assuming both of you would already be setting aside money in your bank account. Well, yeah, like but come like preparing on, Joel. For that. Well, yeah. you, you said you said Elwin though. That's like you know that's like, he creates all time bangers. That's not fair. Like you can't <laughs> like you know what I mean. You can't yeah. you can't com- you can't compare like the person at the top of the mountain and then say okay since you'll get his like surely you have to make those decisions with everybody else because I, the thing is Elwin is proven like Team Elwin is proven we don't know what team eddie and dwight will bring we don't yeah, know we do. what team we know but, eddie and dwight okay one one game like mando like that's not yeah, it's <laughs> just one game that's yeah. not like four or five that's my point okay you know what i mean so right. if we if we judge it off mando then what do we do 
You know what I mean? Because Brian Eddy, he's had different types of designs in the past. Dwight hasn't had the same type of rule set. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. We might get something totally different. It's hard to tell. Yeah. I. It's just, uh, we, we've had a lot of discussion about this of like, why doesn't Stern give us info ahead of time? Like, why don't they announce stuff ahead of time? And I think the fear has always been that they don't want a future title to be hurting their current title that's for sale. And I just thought this was kind of an interesting situation where we, we, in my opinion, we've heard a lot of solid information about what's coming out with these new games, but yet I'm not seeing that reaction. I'm not seeing people like, I don't think it's solid enough. That's the problem. But I mean, you, you know, who's doing it, but you don't have a picture of what's going on. You don't have a theme. You don't have a prize. You know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of things. You bring up a good point, though, Tom. That literally means that there's plenty of people that will make buying decisions strictly off a rumor also. True. I mean, that that's where the industry's at. If people don't tell you ahead of time and they don't know, everybody has to make their decision based off a rumor. And well, all three of us know we've talked about that. I mean, Tom, I know you've probably done that. I know for a fact I've done that before right. in terms of deciding not to get a game at a certain time because this other game might come out or in terms of like purposely trying to buy a game, hurrying up because I think another game's not going to come out for a while. I mean, we've all played that game to some degree. So I I don't know how much it would affect. Like, for instance, if I knew that, say, Elwyn wasn't going to be until September, right? Just throwing that out there. That's obviously not confirmed. not going to happen this year. But if I did know that, then in my head, I, I have two choices. Either I'm saving money for that or I know I want to just jump on a pro instead of a premium for this next release because then I know I want to turn around and sell it before the next game. I mean, that helps with that type of decision making. There's plenty of people out there that want to buy the next game regardless who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I think it, like, it amazes me, and I know we've already talked about this, but Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, it, as soon as it was announced, like, Spooky already had essentially kind of some drama and some baggage that they've been carrying through for the last year plus with issues with layout of Halloween or lack of code or, or I mean, there are people that feel burned by Spooky Pinball. And so I think we all were, were just like, what's Spooky going to do on this next release? Are they going to sell out? Are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? Then all they did was tease Scooby-Doo. That's all they did was tease. And you see on pin side and it's just like, where do I buy? Where do I buy? I'm in. I'm in. Dream theme in. Boom, boom, boom. It's like all these people are ready to commit. They haven't seen anything. They don't know anything about the game. Nothing. And people are ready to put down a down payment. But That's- yet here is the exact opposite. We know everything about the game except for the theme. Everything. And yet I'm not seeing that. Like I'm not. What does that know. tell you? <laughs> the power <laughs> of theme. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, but I will say, I mean, I, I think Brian, um, Brian Eddy, I mean, he's made some amazing games. I think he takes some chances with his designs um, and kind of some of the uniqueness of his mechs and whatnot. Um, you obviously look at Mando on the premium, like that moving play field. Sure, Pirates had the moving ship. It's not the first, but it's just like that is a unique match. Stranger Things was an incredibly unique design. Shadow, like give me more of that. That's what I loved everything about Shadow. So to me, it's like I I'm always I'm always intrigued to see what Brian Eddy is going to do mechanically. And then Dwight Dwight knows how to put on a moment, put on a Dwight show. He's there's going to be fun experiences, I will say, 
in that game. I, I can, I don't doubt that. So I'm excited for that. And then with Jack, like I'm very much excited to see what Jack's going to do. I have no idea what he's going to do. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that means I've set the bar low because I have no expectations or if I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I'm I'm very excited to see what's coming from Jack. And then Tanyo, the one thing I have experienced of Tanyo, I freaking love. I love Deadpool. So I'm excited for this year. Even though there's no Elwin, I'm still excited for this year and what's to come. Um, so what do you I don't mean th- there is an Elwin? Well, yes. <laughs> um there is an Owen. So if, if you want, we can, I mean, there's, there's other companies, obviously. Um, there's a lot of other podcasts have already done their 2023 predictions. Hold the phone. We got to talk about something else. We got to oh. talk about our Twippy nomination. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. So let's dive right into that. So first off, everybody that's listening to this podcast or watching, if you're watching the video, um, if you nominated us for the Twippy, like, thank you. That's thank you so much for that. Um, uh, Twippies, it's it's a very cool award ceremony. It's very much a People's Choice Award, um, and I know I think we had mentioned it, but you know we're obviously not campaigning for it. We um, were we were snubbed last year, Joel. <laughs> we had we had like I changed my mind. <laughs> we are the number one ranked podcast right now as the nominees, right? Oh, because you, it's at the top of the list. Yeah, People that means number one, right? That's how that works. This is no. ours to lose now, <laughs> I Joel. Think, I don't. That's think exactly that's how the works. way it works. What are you talking no, about? No. Um, I last year I think we had all of maybe six episodes out, so we were very much new. Um, but it is very clear. I mean, just through. You know, the emails we've gotten and the Facebook messages and then the Patreon supporters like it, it blows my mind that there are people out there that enjoy this and and want to support us. So I know we weren't campaigning for Twippies. Um, I, I want to make sure like if we get votes, I want to make sure we earn those votes. We we get votes from listeners that yeah. enjoy this content. I'm, I'm not going to ask my mom to vote for me. You know, I did. <laughs> I told my mom vote for me. I'm kicking her out. What are you talking about right now? Oh, your roommate. Your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I walked right into that yeah, one. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so just to clarify, she lives with you, not you live with your mom, right? Okay. No, my mom provided me with this. Yeah. This tube light that you're talking about, this one wall, she and got me this mic and this camera. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I get to do this. You and know? your one picture, what's the picture of? I just, I'm sorry for the oh. audio people, but is it a ship? What is, is it a it's, ship? What are you talking about? Is it a ship? I just, oh, it's a stormtrooper. A right. stormtrooper. Yeah. He's on a ship though. Okay. So. I just around. saw the gray. Very yeah, gray. very. It's like it's got gray and white <laughs> tones. Why are we talking about this right now? We're supposed to be talking about Twippies. because What's believe it or not, that is the most entertaining thing that you have in your in your frame of, <laughs> of your pictures. Hell no. Okay, hey, look the at this. We're going to go off on a tangent here. <laughs> so I have this new device, right? Oh, that we should be sponsored by. You guys are going to uh. crack up. So. This is called a wow stick. I don't even right? want to know what <laughs> no. is that. Okay, I accept <laughs> that it looks like something else. <laughs> what is but that? It, it's a screwdriver. A but wow here's stick? What's, yeah, it's called a wow <laughs> stick, right? But here's what's wow. hilarious. It literally wow. says 69 and <laughs> 1. Oh, <God. laughs> wow. I know this looks like one of those Hitachi wands, but it's not. Oh, I swear Lord. to God, look. 
Look, it's awesome. What are you searching for that it, to be a recommended not, product? Okay, for you? does that vibrate? You, no, it does. <laughs> it does actually, okay, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna lose it when I tell you who I found this product out from. It was I was watching Marco Specialties and Emoto was on there. Oh, God. <laughs> she was talking about this wow stick because somebody was using it on the pinball machines. I was like, holy crap, I got to get that. And I didn't put it together, though, mm. what it looked like or that mm. it had the number 69 on it, Joel, until I got it. Mm. And I was like, wow, I bought wow. this. Like, I even told Monica, I was like, hey, and that's my wife for those, you know, going at home. I was like, hey, we got this new product coming in. And I told her it's called a wow stick. And so when she saw it. Like I had to tell her, I'm like, cause she was like, why the hell did you buy me a sex well, toy? That's not for you. That's, <laughs> that's for me. I, I <laughs> did say mine. that because I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> and then I realized she was being serious. So let me get this uh, straight. So I don't know, like a so year ago. So what does ago, that do exactly? It's a screwdriver. It's a screwdriver. <laughs> like it wow. automatically screws in stuff. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like so, <laughs> old screws. Yeah. So. It, you, it's good. It's worth like yeah. It's dirt, worth it. So okay. if the makers of the Wow Stick are listening, hey, you know, good on you. You guys so are doing a wow great. Stick and a comfy. That's and you're a happy boy. Hey, That's you know so what? <laughs> I told Tom earlier. I'm literally stealing all your stuff. So I'm yeah. shilling. That's shilling, the way it okay. works. All right. Nice, um, Tom. Very great, good. Yeah. Um, Notice I'm wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not for people listening to the podcast. No. It's um, like, my wife, I th- I it's think like, I just sniffed right into the mic too. My apologies. I thought I was on mute. The uh, <laughs> the comfy's basically become my wife's at this point. But uh, just just to reiterate, first, uh, uh, you told us roughly a year ago that there was a point where you had bought lube um, for your pinball machines. <laughs> yes, it was super lube. Going. It was it was super lube for your pinball machines. But you told Monica, "Hey, I yes. got." She's like, "Oh, we got a package," and you're like, "Oh, I bought some lube," and she got excited. And then you had to clarify it was for a pinball machine. Yeah. So fast forward to recently, <laughs> she pulls that out and you say, no, that's for a pinball machine. So <laughs> two yeah, for two I, on just I straight just disappointing your wife. We're going to go for yeah. a fifth kid and I just disappoint her as usual. So it's fine. Yeah, right. It's good. Right. By that's the fair. way, Joel, why am I on the bottom of this? Uh, yeah. So the layout, because Travis in his closet before, he like mounted his camera way to the left and we basically were looking at his shoulder blade. So I just assumed <laughs> Travis was going to be looking left. And then he changed everything. I didn't know layout. the production value needed to go up <laughs> to me having two <laughs> walls and a tube light. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> okay. So for the Twippy people, for the people that nominated this, oh, yeah, Twippies. for the people Shit. that nominated this type of content. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for that. What are you that. doing yeah. with your life is <laughs> what you. I want to know. Yeah. But uh, in all seriousness, no, it is fantastic. Um, Twippy voting is live right now. So if you nominated us, obviously feel free to vote. Um, if you didn't nominate us, that's totally fine. Still, go for it. Vote. Um, if Vote for whatever you want. Obviously, there's voting for um, a bunch of game categories. So feel free to, to pump whatever game you really My are passionate about. Fell. And then... Uh, basically all the social media stuff between podcasts and um, streams and all that fun stuff. So Tom, Fox City's pinball well, made streaming. Yes. Yeah. And we appreciate every vote. <laughs> yes. See, the promise. Well Tom, said, Tom. Well said. If you do video, you still have to mouth it. You I know. Can't, I should have yeah. did that. <laughs> well, no, yes. <laughs> yes. It Oh, so for people, for people listening (laughs) on the podcast, what what just happened? And the answer is Elgato (laughs) 
no signal. Now it is you. you. Know Everybody can see it. This is the life YouTube. of podcasting with Travis Murray. Um, and you wait, and there he's manual focus. There he is. <laughs> the the funniest. thing. I don't thing, see though, any problems with this. The funniest thing, and again, everybody, thank you for for nominating us. Yeah. But uh, the funniest thing is, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. People, people nominated for this content. Okay, this high quality production videos go out. We forget our jokes. Hey, we do ramble you think on the and Twippies on. are going to drop us from the ballot now after we release this episode? Hey, we made top ten. Mm, probably. We made top ten. Hey, we're know? number one seed, Joel. Don't <laughs> yeah, forget that. Okay. Yes. Number All right. So. Yes, for everybody, thank you so much. Um, Flipping Out Pinball, which is what I stream on, got was nominated for streaming. So thank you for anybody that nominated us for that. Tom Fox City's Pinball was nominated. Thank you for all the people that nominated him for that. Travis is here. So thank you, Travis, for being here. With, with my wow stick. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And your so, lighted rod. God. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so Joel, we got to speed this up. I need to hit my OnlyFans by 10 o'clock yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, our notes were really short. It was basically Twippy and talking about what's coming out with Stern. But really, the meat and the potatoes, meat and potatoes of tonight is all about Bond 60th edition. So, Bond, the Elwin version, the Elwin version has officially been announced. We've all known it's coming. They've, they've been talking about it since October, but nobody's seen it. Nobody had any idea what it was. It was finally revealed. And man, there's a whole lot we can talk about here. So what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about what the game actually is, what it looks like, all that? Or do you want to talk about marketing? Because I know Travis is, he is jonesing. He is ready to talk about everything, marketing and price and everything that's happened with this reveal. So whatever you want to talk about, Joel, you're the leader of us three idiots. So no. go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll start with, uh, we'll start with the design. So overall design, initial thoughts. We'll start with outside of the game. What do you think of the looks of the game? Not looking at the layout, just the looks of the game, initial impressions. Uh, Tom, let's go for it. Where's the powder coat? Where's the there is powder coating? It's black powder coating, but it's not oh. sparkly. I think there was somebody online that they're like, "I'm out" because it's not sparkly. <laughs> so yeah. it's, I, I, it's sleek. I, I'll give them that. I, I really don't care for the movie posters all over the place. Yeah, um, I thought the the back class looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of blue. I like the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a pinball machine. It's a pinball. Um, I did a, <laughs> it's a good uh, review. It doesn't, it doesn't look yellow and white like Dr. Yeah. No, <laughs> like the Dr. No. Yeah. I, um, I did a chatting stream last night on the flipping out stream, flipping out with friends, flipping out with friends. It's our new thing. Uh, by the way, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. No longer am I streaming on Twitch, only on YouTube. But, um, I did a chatting stream like that, and George uh, with Don't Panic Flip actually brought up a good point, which he said the 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 design of the the posters reminded him a lot a lot of the GNR limited edition version of the game, which had all the different band posters. But if yeah. you remember, it was like a brick wall or something, and then the mm-hmm. band posters they were dynamic, like it looked like they were hanging, and they weren't just on a grid, like it looked. I mean, it was busy like a collage, but it actually looked like there was effort put forth in the overall artistic layout of that of this of the cabinet art, 
while this is very much just like it's just a collage it's just a grid and i know i mean we've already talked about this a good bit it, it is very clear this licensor is extremely picky and hard to work with yeah. so i i don't want to blame anybody at stern for some of these artistic directions because we've seen it in the other three models of the bonds machines and then we've also seen it on the back or on the back class we've seen it in the lcd screen when it comes to the visual assets that that this licensor is giving them it seems like they are extremely picky um so maybe this was literally their only options um how about the side art on the uh on the head uh you mean just the titles the yeah. listed out titles yeah. of every yeah I, don't I mean, pretty... it, it kind of looks like our pre-production notes, really, once you think about it. <laughs> it kind of does, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Bring up a good point. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not... Uh, I would say... I mean, there are there are art packages that have been on... Ga- like, Halloween is a beautiful-looking game. Like, Ultraman, beautiful-looking game. If you're talking about the art package. Zombietti, almost everything he makes, there are people that clearly buy the games and are just totally fine with it sitting in a corner because of how good they look. Unfortunately, I don't think Bond 60th edition falls into this category. You get a custom shooter rod, Joel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Union Jack. Yeah. Union Jack. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the outside. Well, I'm I'm just bringing up a point. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh so artwork, I would say the artwork on the playfield, I actually like. I I I know it's Photoshop. It has all the bonds. Um there's no Bond girls on the playfield, which is kind of surprising, but what? Uh, all the James Bonds are on Halle there. Barry. Nothing. There's a uh, disappointed there. I mean, isn't there a female scuba diver at the bottom? I mean, but you well, can't if you want to get technical. You're really. Was, <laughs> I mean, just look at the body. I don't want to like assume gender, but I'm seeing what looks like a female. <laughs> so I mean, uh, you know, if, there's there's one. If if you're in doubt, I don't think it's quite doing what you want it to do in for, to represent a Bond girl. Like that's that, that's fair. Yeah. So I. I would say, but I like the blue. I actually like the artistic side. I like the the, the graphics on the play field. I do. I like it. I like the way that looks. I think that looks a whole lot better than the cabinet art. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on the layout? Like, is there? Um, I know we kind of geeked out about it yes, yesterday on the on the chatting stream. But I mean, you guys are tournament players. You guys have played a lot of street level games. Do you feel not street? I feel I, I take that back. Dennis Creasel educated on me. This is not a street level game. This is a single level game. What's, a, not street. what's the difference? Basically, street level. There was like a few Gottlieb games that they're made off with off the shelf parts. They were made to be cheap. They were made to be cost efficient. If, if it was Gottlieb, good thing it's not a street level game. Then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So it's just single. The level. way some people yeah. are reacting to this, they may oh, yeah. view it as a street level game. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. So it is a single level game. So for the two of you, I this to me, were you seeing el- like what elements stick out to you, or do they do you, do you, do you see elements in this game that you that represent other games? What do you? Yeah, think, oh, I mean, yeah. I I yeah. love inline drops, so okay. I like that. Um, I think the left orbits I, the figure eight the, thing. Yeah, the figure yeah, yeah. eight thing's really cool. Um, plus it it's got the two spinners involved with it, which is really, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I like that, you know, four spinner game. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, well, technically Opto five, spinners. I guess if uh, five, if you count the spinning disc, but. Oh, the hat. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, there's if you watch the video, the like um showing off the game, there is a there was a shot that actually showed whoever was playing, I don't know if it was Owen, whoever it was, but they there was a shot where all four spinners and the hat were spinning. So you there's a combo that you can do to loop that around the outer orbit, it hits the middle spinner and then hit the figure eight combo and then also hit the hat and all the like all the spinning things were spinning all at once, which sounds incredible. My the first thing I thought of though when I saw that is like how are the score reels going to keep up? <laughs> because like if a if a spinner gives you a minimum one point, that means that score reel has to spin as fast as the spinners are spinning. Like and so we're talking, there are mechanical score reels in the back box. That's a, that's side note. There was a render that leaked. And I remember when we looked at that leaked render months ago, we all saw the LCD and we're like, that looks strange. We, we yeah. just didn't, it looked like it was just a, a graphic. Well, that's it. That was the real thing. And I, and I would say at least in the videos, even it still kind of just looks like a graphic. Like it's not blatantly obvious that there are mechanical reels in that back box. But I'm very curious. I mean, maybe when you see it in person, it's very obvious. But some of the some of the videos I've seen, like I think it's cool that there's mechanical reels in the back box, but it's just it's not wowing me like I was hoping it would. But anyway, so layout wise, I don't know. Other uh, Travis, what do you what are you seeing layout wise that's getting you excited? No, I think it's all pretty cool. I really like the figure eight. Uh, just being able to do all four spinners at the same time—that's never been done. Yeah. Before I, I don't recall any game that's ever had this many spinners on it, especially for a single level game. So that type of shot, that looks pretty sweet. And I think what I like about the figure eight, especially, is that you could go around either side. You can go either way with sure. it, is from what it looks like. And then the inline drops, I love inline drops. I wish more business or more companies, more pinball machines would be released with inline drops. Uh, I actually really like the idea of the captive ball in the back too. That's a good callback to uh, to certain other games like Mystic and games like that, in which you know you you need to hit a captive ball and it actually means something in the game. So seeing that's pretty cool. And then of course you know drop targets. Everybody loves drop targets in general. But I mean, what I'm most curious about, and I think I might have talked to you guys about this before too, is I'm really really interested to see how this type of layout because it's it's like a classic valley type layout right so yeah and you have the stern flippers on there and oh, yeah. they're Snappy. obviously yeah they're very powerful and even in the trailer it showed a few air balls coming off the inline drop so i'm very curious to see how that works how that goes with the game flow i'm sure having snappy flippers with those spinners with opto spinners at that it's going to be a lot of fun as well so i don't know i mean i'm not crazy about the disc to be honest with you it, okay. in mm-hmm. in avengers it makes sense to me because it's it's definitely with you know, on point with Dr. Strange in here. Like I get why the disc is there, I guess with what's the name odd job yep. is the name. Of it. Yep. So I get that. I, I don't know. For me, it's just kind of in a weird spot where it's at just right in the middle of the play field. So I'm curious about how that'll be, but I've never really been a fan of that type of mech to begin with. So I, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's, they got to have something in the middle of the play field of some type. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll make sense when it's there. Once I see it, maybe it'll make sense because I guess it says something about what you advance your gadget. I guess with it because yeah. there's an insert right there. So I'm so curious to see how that applies to the rules. I think the way it works is you have to hit down the bond targets, which are the four drops on the left. And in one of the videos, mm-hmm. it almost looks like those are sweepable. Like in one of the videos, it showed yeah. it showed at least hitting three. 
Yeah, the once NOB, you NOB, then it ricocheted off a stand up, then back down. Yeah. The D. Yep. So if if I think it's you complete bond and then probably rip this rip the disc and then that counts towards a gadget. But it looks like there's there's you do that so many times and there's a multi ball there. There's a multi ball of collecting bonds. So there's kind of actually a little saucer in the back where the where the figure eight happens. So I don't know what you have to do to light that, or maybe you just hit it and once you hit that enough, but it's like collecting all the bonds. You there's a multi ball there. The drop targets, there's something unique going on there because it it talks about locking a ball. So it almost looks like you could drop them down and then shoot the ball back there and maybe it holds it because if you lock two, there's a there's some multi-ball involved in that and the action button. If you read the instructions, the yeah, action button like says one. something about you can hit the action button and it drops the drop targets and would start a multi-ball or something. So it's like you could almost store a ball back there and then when you need it, you hit the action button and it drops it and gives you the ball. Like... Hmm. I don't know, like just unique stuff like that, that I think this game really, I initially I wasn't super excited about it. And and that's just because I thought it was kind of a, an unobtainium kind of thing. I was like, why would I get excited about a game I don't think I'll ever play? Like, I'm never going to see it on location. I'm never like, I just didn't want to get excited about something I didn't think I'd ever be able to play. But yet now, the more that I'm looking at, it, I'm like, this game looks super fun to shoot. Yeah, and I mean, plus two, judging by, you know, what the inserts are saying and everything, I feel like that this is a game that's a step above what Beatles is. And I'm saying this as a former former uh, Beatles owner. And yeah. I'm just judging that because obviously they have the villains on there. It says like spinners, pops, loops, discs. So you have to assume that they're attached to some type of task in the game that you got to perform. But then on top of that, I love the idea of having the four spinners and I love the idea of the inlines and I love the idea that there's multi-ball in here and there's more than just one multi-ball in here. Yeah, exactly. So to me, it's going to give, it's, it's going to give you a lot more, I guess, what's the word for it? A lot more play to be had. And, and plus two, it being a single level game, that means all times are going to be short. It's not going to be near as long as your normal modern games that have ramps or anything like that. So I'll be interested to see how that really applies with the multi-ball, if that means they're going to be very close to the start button or if they're going to be a lot more difficult to obtain. It looks like with the uh, the bonds that you collect there, I assume that's kind of works kind of like the super jackpot does with Beatles to where you have to do the mode or the task with it. And then maybe you hit that at the very end of it oh. for like some type of super jackpot collect or something like that. And I know somewhere in there, I think it's at the very backside the whole entire play field it says something like collect all bonds to start bond multi-ball yeah so i I don't know maybe that's like some type of wizard mode or mini wizard mode that's built into there because i mean you have to you have to do a lot to get to that point so it's a that's the one thing reading the rule card that i saw in there uh, you're you're realizing there's a lot more depth here than than i expected and to go back to your your fear of the snappy flippers like i have tna and tna has snappy flippers and it and it is it's a fast game it feels like a modern game compared to when i step up to like I, at a time i had tna at the same time i had eight ball deluxe and like eight ball deluxe the ball just seems so slow and and with no power you know so I think it'll feel new. I think it'll feel fast. I think it's going to be a brutal game. That's what Dennis Creasel was saying on the chatting stream last night, that he's like, you guys are talking about the flow shots. You guys are talking about the center shot to the right orbit. You're talking about the eight ball, like the the figure eight shot. Those are all the flow shots. But everything else on this play field is brutal. You know, you have that spinner in the middle, the disc. You have 
three drop targets targets dead center, the MI6. Like you hit those, those are going to be in danger. You know, there's a lot that you need to shoot at that are on the sides. Like this is a this is going to be a like fast and dangerous game. Um so I the more I talked about it and the more I looked at it, the more excited about the game I got. Um, what are your thoughts on the the LCD screen in the, in the game in the middle of the play field? Tom is making a uh, an, a not an unhappy face, and Travis looks. Cool I mean, Tom, what do you think? It's it's hard to judge it because I don't feel like they've really yeah. said much about it. I mean, the only thing I gathered from looking at the videos was it might show some rules or something uh, or objectives, but. I mean, they could show scenes from different Bond films and things like that. I don't know how inventive they're going to get with the, that LCD. So it'll be interesting to see. I hope there's direction. Like, I hope there's, if you start a mode. like It's a street hope, level game. How much direction do you need? Single, <laughs> well, it's, it's Joel. Yeah, he needs I need all, all the direction. direction. All the uh, blinky light <laughs> is not enough direction. I need... <laughs> So I would love it. I mean, I like the location of it because it's in your eye, your eyesight. So it's, I mean, if it could tell me what to do or explain what's going on or display something to make that mode different. I mean, to me, when are I, you going to have time to see that though? Like while you're trapped up or cause it's going to be, I mean, if it's playing right, fast, you know what I mean? Really like fast, yeah. it's a lot, it's going to be easier to look at that screen than it will to look up, like look up normally where an LCD is going to be. I mean, well, how, how how's that easier? All you got to do is just move your head up two more inches. As you, see you don't have to look up nearly as far. That's what you're gonna have to squint oh, yeah. to see it. Why didn't they market it like that? You, you don't have to look up as far. You yeah, can just save, look at this. Yeah. Save your neck. Save your neck. You can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I like it personally. I, that's one thing. Like the P3. Well, I bet you do. Well, so so yeah, the P three P three stand over no, here. See, I, I told you he was going to bring it up. No. We knew this, Tom. We <laughs> knew the it. P three has all that information down near on that. Like you don't have to look up at all. Now you're it, comparing it puts, apples to oranges right now. Oh, I'm Tom. sure I, Keith just, is very excited about this follow, comparison right now. <laughs> just follow me on this short little journey. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying the P three does a good We're job going. of explaining you know what to do. It's all down there and. Even like Haggis did the screen with Kelts, Alien did the screen. I don't, yeah. I, I don't like, I, to me, having that information, that visual information lower down, I like it. Now, there's a mod, it's like, uh, Pin HD or something where there's a, there's a guy that they're basically dupli duplicating the screen in, an, in a standard Stern game and then putting a little screen down in the apron. And that's mm -hmm. the same idea of if you're looking at the flippers, it's easier to look three inches lower than lift your head all the way up and look at the screen. That's what she said. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So, Travis. Travis so has his Joel, hand up. Go ahead. Joel, I got a secret to tell you. Okay. Yeah. You ready for this? I know yeah. this is going to blow your mind right I'm now. I'm ready to be wowed. <laughs> the vast majority of pinball players do not look at the screens for information. Mm. They just don't think about the whole discussion. <laughs> the whole discussion we had about Rush. It has yeah. all the information right there. It tells you what multi balls ready. It tells you what to hit. I don't even look at the flippers. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> it, it tells you all that information <laughs> and people are still like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's like, I mean, that's just what happens for whatever yeah. reason. Just, we don't, 
look at the screens as often as we should. You, now, you know I, what I want? I don't I want understand a game it, but... that has Bowen Karens coming out of the speakers. <laughs> right? That's Why is it he developed an app point. that like, yeah, is like point, a pen yeah. caddy in our exactly. ears? Exactly. That's yeah. what I need. And he'd be like, why the F are you hitting that shot? I'm like, I don't know. Bowen? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, Travis, you've been on my stream before, and that's pretty much what you say the whole time. <laughs> like, what well, are you yeah, doing? shit rolls yeah. downhill, Joel. That's how it works. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know but, what I mean? really like and um is that collect bonus shot that goes back into the the oh the uh, m the shooter shot shooter lane, the shooter lane? oh yeah, yeah yep. that's cool i li- i like that it's so simple but it's it's just so cool to to do that um kind of well, like the it does say m star trek right there it's the m shot yeah so what, what does that mean? What's the M shot M compared to like, ABC shot? No, M is a character from Bond. It's, oh, okay. it's like, I think it's the, the leader or the person in charge, M. And then just, Q. Just Q one letter? Is, Q is the person that does uh, all of his gadgets. Yes. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. M, that M, makes that's, sense. It was a her in the, in the Daniel Craig. I don't think it was always a her, but M. Maybe it was. I don't know. All the Bond, they're rolling their eyes so hard right now. All, the, All right. Well, David hey, there Dennis you go. There's another female presence right there in the there, form of a letter yeah, right there yeah. on the right side of the play field. Yeah. There you go. But Bond is spelled out. What is surprising is there's three rollovers at the top and each one says 007. Why it doesn't say 007 for the three roller? I don't know. And then it, ABC, that's one I don't know. I don't know why they chose ABC instead of some other three letter acronym, but because it's because it's like a classic game. There we go. That's, okay. that's the way it used to be. Yeah. ABC. Plus there's double O sevens everywhere on all the classic games. That's another reason why they have that, Joel. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, I, <laughs> I would say just the more I looked at this, the more excited I, I got about the layout and the more I started to appreciate how much you can actually put into a single level game. Um, Dennis Creason was bringing that up. Like ramps actually take up a lot of room. People just assume a ramp is hovering over the play field, but no, you have to have a ramp entrance and you have to, it takes a little while for that ramp to then elevate up and become a ramp. So unless you're just doing like Captain Marvel or yeah, Captain Marvel ramps or some of these quick, um, 180 ramps, like the ramp on Led Zeppelin over on the right, like you have it takes room and that's room that you're missing other things while you take this game like there is so much stuff on this people are saying oh it's a single level like this should be cheap this should be cheap there are so many mechs in this game there and sure they're not custom besides the odd job hat but the number of drop targets the number of uh saucers that have a coil to pop it out the inline drops have two coils one to pop them back up and one to drop them down like there's actually a lot in this game. You just don't see it like like you normally do. So um, I don't know. I the one of the questions I had last night was because George with Don't Panic Flip, he was he was all like he's like I'm I'm in love with this game. I just can't justify it for twenty thousand dollars. If this game would have been, I don't know, if there was a premium version of it and it was the nine thousand or ten thousand dollars. If would, this was a twelve thousand dollar game, I would have bought it. You would have bought it, Travis. Would you yeah. have pulled the trigger if it was, let's say, ten or twelve thousand dollars? I mean, if Monica says yeah, then yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, bu- te- you bought a Toy Story. I mean, technically, it could be a twelve thousand dollar game if somebody oh, wants to buy okay. it. I mean, it could, like we talked about, you could well, buy it for a dollar if you want to, or for free, or let's actually 000. talk about that. Oh, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I do that for a dollar. Yeah. So there's there is a lot of misinformation out there. 
right? Oh, here we go. Here we go. And I'm really just <laughs> here gonna, we go. <laughs> I'm going to let Travis really run with this. But so what I will say, this is in layman's terms, uh, what it sounds like for every other Stern Pro, Pro Premium Ellie, every single one that's come out, there's typically like three numbers that are told to distributors. There's basically the absolute lowest that you can sell this game. Don't advertise it, but the absolute lowest you could ever sell this game without getting in trouble. Then there's something else, and then there's the advertised price. What it, you go ahead, Travis? Explain. Map? Is that what you're talking about? Sure. There's three numbers, yeah. right? The UAP, right? No. I'm UAP close. isn't that like a UFO or something like that? I don't. I don't know. This Unidentified is a, I'm outside aerial. my. <laughs> so no, so it's like any other industry. Every industry has, you know, it, it goes like wholesale price. It goes UMRP. It goes map. UMRP. It goes, yeah, it goes MSRP. I mean, they have all that. And then sometimes there's a price ceiling you can go to also. So it just depends like what industry you're in. But with this particular thing, there's a reason why it says call for price. You know, that's just, that's dictated. It's not like we all got together and all decided, hey, we don't want to show a price. <laughs> you bastards. You know, that, <laughs> that's that's direct from Stern. And that's just the reality of it. And that was planned all, all along. And I mean, I've read stuff that like, people like different companies are colluding together. I've heard that from multiple people. I've heard that we're just all like, just trying to get too greedy with the price. I mean, I've heard just all kinds of stuff. And I'm not like, talking about any one person. Cause if you're listening to this and you're like, well, shit, I've said that. Well, like, well guess why about 20 of you, 30 of you said that <laughs> right, anyway. Yeah. So I'm not talking about any one person, but that's just, I mean, it just goes into what this product is, you know, and we've, we've talked about it a lot in terms of what this product is and what this product isn't. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how else do we want to elaborate on that? Do you guys okay, have any so thoughts on that? Are the pop well, bumpers wired together? No, I they are individual. They are individual pop bumpers. <laughs> but so that just that that alone, like what I what it seems like. So distributors distributors have been put in a tough spot because, it, like, I I don't know if Stern looks at this and like, well, I'm going to let them sell it for whatever they want. Like, I think Stern kind of looks at it like I'm I'm throwing them a bone, and that that happened before with the Beatles. Gold, what was it? Gold, platinum, platinum like gold, platinum. Diamond. Yeah. Yep. So diamond, yes. they could sell diamond for whatever they want, and it was just like, yeah, feel free. And I think the thought there, Stern, is like, feel free to capitalize on it. You know, like whatever the market value is, go for it. Now the truth is, distributors are already allowed to do that, even on a Stern Pro or even on a Stern Premium. There's plenty of distributors out there that sell the games for like they all sell for the same price. Some include free shipping, some don't, some do this, some don't, but they're all roughly the same price. And then there's other distributors that say no, and they hold on to the games and they wait. And so those are the people that, hey, yeah, it's sold out everywhere else. Well, you can buy it from me, but it's going to cost more. And that's that's fine. Like, that's how business works, you know? It's almost like the free market. Isn't yeah, it? that's <laughs> an so, amazing concept, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's just comes down to what do you want? I mean, that's why in my mind, that's why even used games over COVID were going for higher than 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 available price because that's what it was. It's fine, you can buy it new at this price, but you're going to wait a year and a half. Or if you want it now, then you can buy it. It's going to be more. Well, that's, and that's that's the thing I've always told people too that you know if they talk about games that are above MSRP that are yeah. new in box and they're like okay you know why is this happening it's like well why are you selling your used game for more than MSRP 
that you have. And I'm not talking like any recent, like why not sell your Adams family that you have for the MSRP that you paid for new in box 20 years sure. ago. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody thinks of it on that level. So, you know, it, it's not meaning like, well, because you do this, we can do that. It's just, Hey, this is the way that the industry is. This is the way supply and demand works. And it's not just in particular to what pinball is. It's like that across the board on, on all industries. And the fact is, is that if a lot of us, if everybody sold MSRP across the board, you better believe the backlog would even be greater. Like right. the fact, the fact is, is that there is still a backlog, even with the market dictating what they want to buy. I mean, that's that's the reality of it, and there's a reason for that, and it's just because pinball is very popular. And I, you know, we've talked about this before. The buyer base of pinball is much larger. Than what people realize for whatever reason people think that inside and facebook is like the end of it yeah and i'm telling you right now it's not just comprised of people that type on a keyboard that get on facebook or that want to get on a forum you know there's nothing wrong with that i'm just pointing out that that's not that's not the full base like the full base isn't the people that listen to this podcast or watch YouTube videos or watch Twitch streams. It's, it's just not, Yeah, you know, I mean, let's take for instance, like, um, Jack danger, right? He works for Stern, longtime streamer, multiple time Twippy winner, all this and that he probably averages less than 200 viewers, like concurrent viewers watching, you know, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. What I'm pointing out is, is this is somebody who is the face of Stern. Now, do we really think that there's only 150 to 250 people buying pinball machines from Stern at any given time. Like it's yeah. just so much larger than what people realize. And people just don't, they don't think of it that way. I mean, it's the same way. Like think of any other hobbies that you guys might be involved in, whether it's video games, whether it's running or working out, it's like, okay, how often are you going on message boards about that and spending several hours a day or se several hours out of your week thinking sure. about it or doing that? You know, hobbies are just a lot larger than what people realize. Yeah, and I, I totally understand what supply chain issues. I mean, almost everything. I mean, you look at the car industry. There, there are so many people. Like, I remember when the Bronco came out. Uh, there it is again. Elgato, no signal. It's been another 30 minutes. I need to get yeah. on the Elgato forum. God. My God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You need to Tech go support. on Pinside and figure this out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need 10 people to tell me how to fix this because no. I am in trouble. Look how professional Joel and I are. We look great. We look great every time. Hey. Consistent every time. Anyway, so like when the Bronco came out, there was such a demand for the Bronco that it became like a bidding war almost. There were there were dealers that were like, okay, I have one. What do you want? And it just boom, 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 boom. Like people were paying way above MSRP for it because it was there and they knew they could have it. And I'm not like, who are you mad at Ford for that? Like, sure, build more cards or cars, like build them faster. I would love for Stern to build games faster. But I don't know. It is what it is. I, I, as a, I'm glad I'm in the hobby because as as the price of these new unbox games go up, the value of my games are also going up. Where it does suck though, are for people wanting to get into pinball. That entry into pinball is getting harder and harder because they're getting more and more expensive. And that I agree. That's that does suck. But it sounds like that though. But if that's the I don't case, think, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, because why why is Stern increasing their capacity? Why are they already at max capacity? You know, because people talk about this barrier, right? They do. And yes, the price is high. Mm -hmm. But 
very much, we all understand we are in a first world hobby. Like we all get that, you know? And so we all have the freedom to choose what we want to do with our finances. And if a game is too much money, guess what? That's why there's games from the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s that are still available. I mean, that's why I got a bunch of EMs. There's no way that I paid two or three thousand dollars for them. Okay. Some of them I paid one hundred through five hundred, and it's just—I mean, the hobby is what it is, and it's only relative to when you get into it. I mean, I imagine—I I still remember when I got into the hobby several years ago. Made it past those five years, thank God. <laughs> but I still remember, <laughs> even then, when I first started looking at it, people were all complaining about the prices. Yeah. They were—they were doing it then. I remember seeing somebody say, "I cannot believe a Stern Pro." is $4,800 used or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was then, that was the mindset then. You bring that to today, there would probably be 30 people lined up to try to get that instantly. So it's just all relative to what the time is. It's all relative to what people want. I mean, everything is super expensive. Yeah. Anything that's electronics is super expensive. Cars, PCs, video games. I mean. Electricity. (laughs) Every day, yeah. That's just how it is. So to to bring it back to the, mm-hmm. the Bond 60th edition, I mean, distributors have already been, distributors have already had this freedom essentially forever. Like they've always had the ability that they can sell games how, how they want. And I understand different distributors, they look, they handle their business differently. Some focus more on like relationships. They want to make sure that their buyer base uh, really feels, you know, like family, like, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. What do you need? And just this mm-hmm. consistent, friendship but you know like to be honest zach and zach and nicole are flipping out every game every new unbox game i've ever bought i bought i bought from them and i genuinely enjoy working with them like i really appreciate working with them but that's not that's not exactly what everybody does um while there's other ones that it's just like i need something and people are going to call around and find find wherever it's available they don't care they want it now they're going to pay whatever it is now um i don't know who's doing that better or worse but to bring it back to the 60th edition this is a it's a weird spot that Stern puts them in saying you can sell the game whatever whatever you want it for. They also there's no limit for how low you can sell this game. And that's kind of crazy. So you're not allowed the distributors are not allowed to advertise their price. They have to say call for price. And there is no handcuffed on how low they can sell the game. The problem is they're still buying the game. Like they have to buy the game. Right. So the distributor wants to make money. Um now, why does it matter that they that that the low matters? Why does that matter? Because there are distributors out there that get, they get allotments. They get allotments of games that they almost are feel forced to take, and then those games sit on their shelves and they're stuck with them. Because even if they wanted to do a clearance, even if they wanted to potentially get rid of some of those games at a loss just to get them gone, they can't. They can't because there's a minimum value set on those games. So they're screwed. They have, they've paid a bunch of money to JJP or Stern or whoever. That's gone. The money's gone and it's sitting on a shelf and they can't sell it. Same with accessories. There's, there's limitations. And if they know that if they sell under that price, they're, they're in trouble. Like if they get caught, they're in trouble. Do you think there's any distributors holding on to WWEs? (laughs) I don't, at this point, I don't know. I, I, but it's you look at like uh, there's a lot of distributors that have Toy Stories in stock or I don't know Mandos in stock and it's sure. just it's one of those and and I I definitely think there are some smaller distributors that that's 
if most of their capital is set is stuck in games that are on their shelves and they're like, I can't, I can't get rid of these. I cannot try to reclaim any of my money. Just chuck them off the roof. <laughs> I mean, so what it's, do you, yeah. it's a touchy what do you subject. Do? It's a touchy subject overall. I mean, I can't speak for how other people run their business. That's up to them. All I can say is, is I know that the business that I'm associated with, we follow the rules to a T. I yeah. mean, because that's the way to run it. Because I, I personally, I wouldn't want the ramifications for not doing it. And right. so, I mean, that's why I've talked to you guys before. It's just like, I worry about how the tax laws are all the time. I worry about making sure that we stay within the parameters of what our manufacturers want. And I mean, that's the way I've always ran things anyways with my previous businesses and with other industries I've been with. And I think that that's me personally, for me, that's, I think that that's the best way to go about things. Now, like I said, I can't speak for other people. I, I don't sure. know how other people run their business. I, that's for them to decide, you know, and that's for Stern to decide how they want to run their business as well. It's just like it is for any other company that's in here. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a touchy subject. And that's why you never hear anybody say like what these values are, you know, and it's the same way, like I've told you guys, like we've talked about different things before and even though we're on a podcast together, I've been up front. I've been like, hey, I can't give you that information or I can't say this or I have to leave something out. In mm-hmm. it. You know, and it's the same way like we might have seen something come out and I'm like, OK, hey, here's what I wasn't able to tell you. Now we can talk about it. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. And, yeah. you know, I mean, to me, that's the way to run things as much as you possibly can. And, you know, that's that's just how it is now. In terms of what's going on here, it's just it's a unique thing when you're when you're dealing with a high-end premium product that obviously there's a lot of people that are very vocal that they don't feel that this is a high high-end premium product, right? I think that's the dynamic that we're kind of seeing play out. Would you guys agree or disagree with that? What uh, What do you guys think we're seeing? Hundred percent, hundred percent that people are like. I don't see ramps in this game and you know, it it looks like an EM, you know, even though it's not, I mean, it's definitely not an EM. It just has EM reels in it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are like, well, wait a second. You know, my Mando was X amount of dollars. This is way more. Right. And it's like double. (laughs) It doesn't, doesn't look like you're getting the same package. Right. Money. I think so, that's the biggest problem. Right. And and we talked about this before. So I've kind of boiled it down into a couple of different things. And when this was initially coming up and we knew that Bond 60th was coming up, we knew that Elwin was involved in it. The three of us talked privately and I've, you know, we pretty much predicted exactly what is happening, that people are going to balk at it. People are going to be a little bit upset like this. Nothing is happening right now that was not unexpected basically at least on our end with our private conversations that we've had about this to to the extent that we could have them and you know i i've narrowed this down to three things basically the reason why that things are kind of playing out the way that they're playing out it's one obviously stern is struggling with the rollout overall of bond in general with how the cornerstone went and now how the 60th is going right right and then two we're also assuming that dealers that have these allocations, right, that they have the platform to reach certain buyer bases, right? 
That's the okay. other variable that's here. The other one that's here is that basically you have the online pinball community reacting to variable one, which is the rollout that Stern has gone with, right? And so when we look at what the 60th anniversary bond is, this licensor is gone to all kinds of other product lines, all kinds of other industries, and it's everywhere. It's not just related to pinball. I mean, I, I was looking through what all before this came out, I took a deep dive to figure out, okay, what other products are out that are carrying this particular line, right? And I think I forwarded some of it to you guys. There's like a $125,000 watch out there. Oh yeah. There's an $8,000 bottle of champagne. There's a $6,000 game of backgammon. There's a $30,000. Wait, 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 like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what was that for backgammon? $6,000. But crap. it's Bond. It's a yeah. Bond 60th version <laughs> exactly. of backgammon, Tom. I don't care if it's Rush. <laughs> <laughs> and but this is just to give an example, right? And so, and then also there's like a $30,000 motorcycle. I think there's like a 25 oh, so or yeah, yeah. Yeah, $30,000. It was like a little Jeep thing, a moke or whatever that's called. So, I mean, there's, there's like a... $1,500 pair of shoes, right? So basically That's a what you're kit. saying, this is, this is geared towards high-end collectors. Right. Well, it's geared towards the uh, high-end Bond super fans, right? Right. And so the thing is, is I feel like the way that this game came out from Stern, I don't, and the way that people are reacting to this in pinball, it's obvious that people aren't understanding that, Right. Now, they can have their opinion on it. I'm not saying like, oh, you just have to sit down and shut up. Like, feel free. Like, say what you think. Give feedback. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think that there was definitely a lot of friction or some, I, I don't know whether to call it a failure or what it is, but something has been miscommunicated here to where I feel like maybe Stern wasn't clear enough with who this is for exactly. You know, or maybe it is that Stern did intend on it going towards the pinball person and it just completely missed the mark on that. Because, I mean, all everything that we've looked at prior to this release did not indicate to us personally that this was going to be for your normal pinball buyer. Right. Well, but yet everything about how this has come out, it's almost like think of this, Joel, bef yeah. before you go and think of this. This last rollout, the way that it came out, the way that the trailers were, the way that the pictures were rolled out and everything, it was basically the same exact way a cornerstone would be released, right? Mm -hmm. And we are all like Pavlov's dog. We're all just, we know that when a trailer comes out and we expect a cornerstone, now we expect a certain looking game, Yep. whether it's with art, with design, and with price. And if we don't get those things all of a sudden, that's when... Everybody loses their shit. Yep. Because we're so used to that. I mean, that that's just my theory on it. I, I think that that's what we're seeing play out right now. Well, to me, I think it's because there are a lot of pinball enthusiasts that are they they're either one, they've identified themselves as like, I am all in on Elwin. So the fact that yeah. this is a Keith Elwin game that they can't justify buying pisses them off because that's all they want. They want more Elwin. They would buy every Elwin game they can. But they can't they can't justify buying this game at twenty thousand dollars. Well, so, because Elwin has made four games in a row that have been yeah. slam dunks, grand slams, you know. Yep. I mean it I mean it's hard to blame people for that, you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, unfortunately, uh 
I don't know. I, I know I'm not getting one. And the biggest reason is the price. I mean, I can't justify spending 20 grand on a pinball machine. That if don't that look games, at these. yeah, that <laughs> game because yeah, you do some easy math there, Tom. You sell yeah. two of those, boom. Oh yeah, you got your, but it's yeah. but it's well, also Joel, we talked about I got to sell yeah. two of those. I know to and, get one. And to me, yeah, I mean, if this game in my mind, if this game would have come out and it would have been nine grand, they would have sold as many as Godzilla. Like they would just they would have sold the backlog. Like they at nine grand, they would have sold so many of these games. So I was thinking about this and, and I don't think they can do this cause it's a limited edition, but what if you eliminate the topper? What if you take out the LCD screen? What if you remove that spinning disc? If you possibly could, you know, take away some features, make a premium game. What? Well- uh, I mean, yeah, I, that would be, I mean, there would be people that would probably jump all over it. Yeah. I even had, um, in the loser kid chat that we had, Scott had thrown out the idea of like, what if Stern rethemed this layout? Yeah. Like what if they gave Ellen the chance to do a, an unlicensed theme or rethemed it? Like if that was all it was, it was just an Ellen shooting game. It was his license. Like, I know he loves skateball. What if they just did like a, I mean, the way it laid out, like, just Take the mechanical rills out and just yeah. put an LCD in. Cause guess what? There's, there's the space. Yeah. <laughs> they could sell a ton of them, but that, but now we're in the, now we're in the situation of Stern has already gone down to two games a year. Like what they're going to sell a ton of whatever they sell. Uh, they don't need, it's not like they're waiting. They're like roll, you know, twiddling their thumbs, trying to find something to build, you know, but the name, the name tells you what it is though. The 60th anniversary yeah, edition right. and across all industries that automatically makes the price go up. Now it goes up to various degrees and obviously there's going to be people listening to this is like, well, the price shouldn't go up that much. But fact is that's, I mean, that's what it's doing. Yeah. So, I mean, then we only have, we have the choices as consumers. Do we want to buy that or do we not want to buy that? And I'm telling you this product, right? I, it's like, think of it this way. How many people are in the industry right now that that want to spend that much money like how many of them are full-on like hardcore pinball fans that are really into the bally williams days like the the single level games how many are out there that that fall under that demographic exactly yeah i, I would argue <laughs> not too many and that's yeah. that's what's happening right now and so i think too day one your buyer base on day one, they're pinball fans. They're not casual buyers. They're not people that just suddenly just discovered this. They are hardcore pinball enthusiasts on Discord, on Facebook, on websites, listening to podcasts, consuming content, because that's how they know that this game is coming out. That's just, that's the reality of it. So I think that the buyer base for this pin they're out there. They just, they haven't been found yet. They have to discover the game because it's going to be the high-end James Bond enthusiasts. And you can't tell me there's a $125,000 watch out there. You cannot tell me yeah. that there's not 500 people out there. Dennis Creasel, is that true? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> like that, that's just the way it is. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, that's just covering that base. Now, covering the other base that did kind of, it, it made things very interesting. And I feel, I feel for the smaller dealers, like, and I'm talking about the ones whose, you know, allocation isn't as high as say the bigger dealers, right? That it, it caused a lot of 
customer confusion, a lot of consumer confusion whenever Stern sold these direct, because what happened all of a sudden the call for pricing at a price and yeah. it was clear. Now you guys are free to say what it is. I'm not going to broach and say what it is, but obviously they put a price out there and it people was were able to $19,999. There you go. So everybody was, could have seen it. It was right, there exactly. on their website. Don't exactly. Tell so, so but it's people, not there anymore. Don't well, tell. But it's here's not the there thing. Anymore. Here's the thing. People went ahead and screenshot it. Now, what I don't know because I was in another meeting when all this was going down, unrelated to bond. Yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So, <laughs> so, but was that so? The price was that actually on the website, like for everybody to see, or was it after Pretty the fact sure that it was, it was on? I so I, I don't. Stern, I don't know. I'm a Stern Insider. Mm -hmm. I actually pay the whatever forty dollars a, a right, year for that. Right. When the reveal happened, mm -hmm. I, I was like, oh, I'm four minutes late. Let's see what Stern sells it for. I literally logged in, clicked on it, and I saw it plain as day. Like I yep. could have added it to my cart. $19,999. I was like, did you take a photo of it? No, I just saw it. <laughs> Your honor. Yeah, I saw it. And I'm pretty sure I messaged like the TPN Discord or, or one of our chats. And I was like, oh, Stern's selling it for 20K. So as soon as I saw that, though, I'm like, well, Stern has yeah. set the baseline. Now, yeah, but like Travis said, it's supply and demand. Yeah. What's yeah. distributors going to do? Are they well, going to roll with that? Or are they doing the, something else? Well, the tough part was too, you know, obviously it, you see nobody else saying what a price is out loud. Why? Because it's listed as call for price. Now Stern can do whatever they want to do because they're producing the game. But yeah, I knew, I knew something was afoot because when I got out of my meeting, I had 27 messages on my phone from like 20 different people, all basically with the same exact thing, like showing what a price was. So, I mean, that getting out there immediately, it basically set what the tone was because it yep, wasn't like the, the bar. Right. Because these weren't going to fly fast because we've already established the demographic of this. And the demographic is not going to be a day one buyer. It's just not going to be for this particular product. So that being said, the people that you do have that are involved in pinball, right. And want to get this product day one, well, then they automatically had the power to shop around and try to find a price that they could find. Well, what's going to happen if you are panicking at the at the initial reaction to people online? What are you going to do? You're going to sell it as fast as you can. What happens when you sell something as fast as you can? Does the price go up or does it go down? <laughs> like yeah. it, it's just it's simple economics. And if we just exercise logic, we can see that. Now, if we want to get on to Stern about taking a price down or whatever you have you, they do that for all their games. Like if, uh, if a game gets sold out, look at their backlog. This isn't some like thing that Stern is just undercutting, you know, everybody and trying to hide something. If you look at all their games that they don't have for sale anymore, that's directly on their site. It says sold out. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's what I was trying to pull up on my phone, but yeah. that's, that was brought to my attention that the price is it's removed as soon as it's no longer available. It's yeah. Removed, and, and, and there's, and there's this narrative that's gone out there and it's completely false. The narrative that's gone out there is that, well, Stern is trying to trick the buyers and trying, they're embarrassed by their price. They're doing that. It's like they sold out, they sold out of the game in like 10 minutes. Do you think that they're sitting there and they're like, you know what guys really embarrassing. <laughs> Let's not even show them what price we sold out at. You know, it's this is a normal practice. And for whatever reason, people that are hearing this or people that are running with this narrative, they just they don't know it's a normal practice. 
And I'm not going to wonder why they don't know that, but I, it's, that's just the reality of it. If the game sold out, it sold out. And so, yeah, uh, unfortunately, or I say unfortunately, you can name it either way, but the price is out there. So it is what it is. So now that's going to create another dynamic that people are going to probably choose to run their allocation and run their business around that price. And you're going to get people because the game's not selling quickly. That, I mean, that gives the buyer power. That gives the buyer a chance to call around to numerous people and say, well, you know, dealer A gave me this price. What can you do? Oh, okay. Well, let me call him back. You know, I mean, I guarantee that's happening. No doubt in my mind. And, you know, this is one of the first times probably in what, three years that buyers literally have an opportunity to kind of be able to have some wiggle room for negotiation and stuff like that. And that's perfectly fine. It's just, that's the reality of who this product was aimed for. And, you know, let's face facts. If we know that the buyer base for this pen, like the main demographic for this pen is not there day one, are they going to discover this game on Facebook? Like, are they going to join a pinball group all of a sudden? Are they going to discover Pinside all of a sudden? You know uh, what I mean? It, yeah. It's just like, how do you even know this product exists? Well, I don't, I don't know that answer. Yeah. I, if I, you're I not mean, a pin, yeah. If you're not a pinball fan, the only way yeah. that you know that this product exists is if you just accidentally run into it, right? Or if you just happen to consume so much James Bond content that all of a sudden they, they know about there. I mean, I, even if you look at YouTube, like Carrie Hardy's thing, right? His, yeah. his satire that he did. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at it, it's getting more views per hour than what Stern's trailers are for the game. Oh, wow. So what does that tell you? Now, I don't know if it'll eventually get more views. That's just out of the gate if you look at the metrics of it. So yeah. what does that tell you? Who, I, who's, who's consuming this content? Uh, Pin, it's, pinball people. Yeah, it's tough here <laughs> because it's very clear. Like there, I mean, there are pinball distributors out there right now that don't even have a website. So it's like, how are, how are these guys, you know, if you're whatever, if I'm, if, if I'm some athlete with millions of dollars and I just, and all of a sudden get into pinball and they're like, I like James Bond, like $20,000 is nothing. They don't care. But how are they going to find that tiny distributor to, to be able to buy the game? Like, I, I don't, I, what I was saying earlier though, is, is I think there, there are two types of people that are in the pinball community. They're either the Elwin fanboys and I say that lovingly. I don't mean that. <laughs> like we're like yeah, common I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love this this Godzilla. I love it. And to me, it's like it sucks because they want to support Elwin. They want to buy Elwin stuff. They just can't. They can't do it at twenty thousand dollars. And then you also have Bond, like super fans that are that are pinball enthusiasts, and even a Bond super fan. Are, here they they've just been they've been dealing with this for months like do i buy the bond pro at seven grand do i buy the premium at nine do i buy the le at 12 or am i gonna wait and spend twenty thousand dollars to get my dream theme by like and i think they're just frustrated because it is so expensive now why is it so expensive i don't know i'm not here to be mad at elwin i know there's some people that are like elwin sold out no elwin did his job he was told he was told to design the game he designed the game like and then, and then Stern, like I, it was one of the Gomez interviews. It was either super awesome or, or something else, but it seemed like the licensor said that like, well, can you make us a game with all the bonds that that's like an older game? 
And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we can do that. And sure, they it, it was probably through licensure discussion that they decided to make it exclusive and a super LE model. Where the $20,000 came from, who at Stern or the license, who decided that? I have no idea. I don't know. But it is what it is. And that's... Well, that's a great point that you just made right there. I know. I so make them all if the time. The, yeah. So if the licensor <laughs> is requesting this, right, and it's a special one-off, how in the hell is this an indicator of something negative for the hobby in terms of the direction? Like, like, how is it? Can anybody explain that to me? Because there's a special edition. Like, how about we reframe this? And this isn't a defense of any one thing. I, I'm just approaching this from the 360 point of view, looking at it from every angle. Why can't it be, hey, pinball's gotten so popular over the past few years. Stern, Jersey Jack, everybody else has done such a great job that the licensors of James Bond recognize this and wanted to have their 60th anniversary game made into a pinball machine. Like they saw that and they wanted to do that. Yeah. Why, why is there nobody considering well, that? This is, this is the fear. And I think the fear is that everybody that's a pinball enthusiast or the majority of people that are pinball enthusiasts, they love Keith Owen. And the fear is that Stern is trying to do something new where they want to make these super high-end pins that are exclusive and who are they going to put on it? They're going to put the best designer right now or the greatest of all time. They're going to put the best they can on these high end. And now all of a sudden, here we are, all these pinball enthusiasts going, we love Owen. We want to play Owen. We want to, we want to buy Owen games. And now all of a sudden, you put them out of reach. Essentially like what they did with Lyman, where Lyman was all the boutique stuff. And everybody loved Lyman code, but now the normal or the standard middle of the road pinball person was priced out of being able to buy Lyman games. So I think the fear there is, is, is this a new direction that Stern's going? Are you going to put your golden boy on your most expensive stuff? And if so, I, 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 that would piss me off. Like, like I, it, I well, say that, but Keith has said he did this game because he was between two cornerstones. Exactly. So it's we a, know we have at least one more before they exactly. put him on the exclusive list. It, well, it's a fair question, and yeah. you just answered it right there. Like, the information's all out there. They yeah. established it up front in their podcast release about it, that this was done between cornerstones. I mean, that's – and that's – here's the other thing that's that kind of gone. all scripted. <laughs> yeah, they're all faking. Yeah. <laughs> There's really not a Jack Danger cornerstone coming out. It's yeah. $30,000. It's coming it's out all later. It's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I, I don't know. I think that it, it's okay to have a reaction. I never want to tell anybody not to have a reaction because everybody's free to have their own opinions, how they want to have it. Except for Joel. He's always wrong, as we all know. Yep. yep. <laughs> but that being said, it's just, I, I just think that we got to take a step back realize what this game is for what it is it's not an indi indicator of of the hobbies going down the shitter it's just all about greed it's just this and that why can't it just be just a 60th anniversary bond pin that somebody that likes pinball may or may not buy and guess what if a lot of people decide to not buy it i think stern's going to keep producing games in this way probably not uh, yeah. that yeah that's a good way to bankrupt your business so I, I don't know, uh, like smart. the thing, the thing that's gone unseen about this. And I told you guys this before, like, what is something that started at the beginning of this year, January 1st at 12 a.m. New, New Year's that. Yeah. Besides <laughs> yeah, that, 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 top, no, yeah. <laughs> that nobody is talking about. I know now. the answer. What's the answer? The answer is 
every other pinball machine that Stern Pinball makes is now more expensive. The price went up across the board. Even so, the ones sitting in stock? Uh, well, I they can. Like all the prices went up? They can. Yeah. And, I, and, nobody, and nobody noticed that. Like all of a sudden, it's just been, I mean, they might have like day one. There might, there's probably a thread somewhere on Pinside or on Facebook of somebody complaining. But now this comes out. Now all of a sudden it's like, they're focused. It's like a goldfish thing or, you know, whatever. It's like over here looking at this. So, you know, the price is what it is now. We know what the cornerstones are in terms of the timing that they're coming out. We know what the teams are. So I would say to everybody like, hey, trust me, the sky is not falling. It's not all of a sudden just going to be just super LEs left and right. Is it hailing? (laughs) It's well, here's the thing. The market speaks. The market speaks. And if the market doesn't want something, guess what? A company will adjust because if they don't, they end up out of business. That's just the reality of it. And I think what's what's interesting is you you back there it is again. <laughs> Speaking of Elgato no signal, God. Um no We like to bring levity, Joel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's what I was saying though is you you back up when we we're in the middle of a pandemic, it 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 didn't matter what pinball machine was being made. People just were dying for a game. Distributors were placing orders, basically like, give me as many as you can because I can't keep anything in stock. Everything's selling. It was just buy, 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 buy. And here we are. You look at um, TNA. TNA was announced, the remake. It came out more expensive than people thought. It isn't sold out. They haven't, they did not sell out of them. You look at um, Scooby-Doo. You can still buy a Scooby-Doo. Like every other release that Spooky had before Scooby-Doo was sold out within hours. And here we are, we're going on weeks now. Scooby-Doo is still available and it's not sold out. You look at um, Toy Story, like Toy Story, sure. Toy Story, the the LE allotment and the, the CE allotments, the CE sold out. But there are distributors that have them right now on the shelf trying to sell them for MSRP. So they sold out to just like, I think we've had some of the more recent release. I think there's Bond LEs that you can buy. Like there are readily available games in the last few releases. So I do think some of these manufacturers are starting to see, actually see price ceilings or not, or like where they're at. Now, I think this Bond game is is unique. It is a super LE. It is it is something. And, and we're going to have to wait and see what JJP does. When JJP's next game comes out, do I think they're going to go lower than the, what was it, 12.5? That was the LE and then the 15, that was the C. Do I think they're going to go lower? I don't think they're going to decrease their price, but I don't think they're going to raise it. Like, I, I just, personally, I don't. Um, I mean, I got nothing wrong with prices being dynamic from a manufacturer. I've told you guys this before. It It's definitely odd that on a premium product, that the prices are usually the same across the board. You know, that's always just kind of throwing me for a loop a little bit because obviously when the prices stay the same like that, that's what really starts to cause an imbalance too because the demand is way higher for something else than obviously if it's priced the same and people stay at that, you know, the product's going to be gone instantly. That's just the way it works. So, you know, I don't know. It, it, at the end of the day, just like we talked about, the price is the price. Uh, I guess just wrapping up uh, or tying up a nice little bow on top of Bond 60. 
I think it's just going to ultimately depend on when companies can find the buyer base for this. And that's, that's ultimately what it'll boil down to. It's got to be the Bond Superfan. And the Bond Superfan is that's not involved in pinball. They're not going to discover this game today. And so what have we talked about before? The great thing about pinball themes is every time somebody new gets into the pinball yeah. industry, it's the first time they're discovering all these games at the very beginning. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. That's the way it, it always will be. Yeah. And I, I just, what has surprised me through this reveal, uh, it wasn't the price. When I saw 20, I was like, good. I'm glad it's 20 and not 25 or 30 or 35 that some people were saying like 20. Okay. 15. I think 15, it would have sold a lot, you know, but when I saw it was 20, I was like, all right, it's 20. But it just, I'm excited about the pin itself. I do think it'll shoot well. I think the code looks fun. I think the game will be fun. I don't know when I'm going to have a chance to touch one or play one, but I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I understand if you're, oh, Travis sell, is pointing. Just sell two games behind you uh, and you'll have yeah. a chance to touch one. And you'll have half of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're and almost there. So I, it's, that's, that was my initial thought. But my thought though, yes, if you're a Keith uh, super fan, I'm sorry, it's $20,000. I mean, you, it's either you buy it or you don't. If you're a Bond super fan, I'm sorry, it's $20,000. You either buy it or you don't. Uh, luckily, if you're a Bond super fan, there's a pro premium LE of another Bond game you can go for. Otherwise, there's a, what is it, a Sega version? Or was it Data East version of Bond? Like, there's that, there's a, you know. I mean, there's there's different levels to this. Like, there's probably somebody listening to our podcast right now that cannot afford a pro pinball machine of their dream theme right yeah. now. I mean, and, and that's, I mean, rush. that's just, yeah, that's, yeah, rush. that's just the way it is. And rush is a fantastic game, by the way. I've, I've heard people complaining about, you know, like there's nothing in games. There's, there's Stern's going backwards, this and that. And I'm like, I'm looking at rush and it's like one of the most like jam packed games in recent memory. I mean, it really is when you break it down and you look at, I mean, hell Tom, you're LE behind you. Like the expression lights are just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, yeah. Like let, let, let's think about this, Joel. Let's break this down. What do they say from a to a fundamental standpoint? Right. Mm. It's got expression lights. Mm -hmm. It's got drop targets. Oh. It's got a movable ramp. It's got a magnet. It's got a fork that it's creates a captive that creates a fork. captive ball. It's got two right? scoops with a subway. Right. It's got yeah. It's got a subway. It's, it's got, got a, a diverter. diverter. It's like. It's got three different wire forms, it's right? Optical like it, spinner. It's got a concert on an LCD screen. It's got fantastic it's art. Got a it's got a drum clock in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean. Unfortunately, it has terrible rules and code. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh wow what, what is that is, wow. that, is that tim sexton coming no, through your yeah, door right yeah. now i don't know he's tim. taking a sledgehammer to I the tna sexting tim and i raymond don't know right tim now. but i know raymond and i just i know raymond <laughs> consumes everything and i just want him like i just i know he reacted that's the only reason i say it i like raymond's the like the f you like, say joel <laughs> yeah so what but, <laughs> but what i'm getting at pop tart right now it's like, like <laughs> it's like yeah yeah it's just i've heard so many people just over the past 48 hours and i'm sure you guys have heard it too that they're just like oh stern's going backwards there's nothing in the game there's this and that it's like for f's sake we just had yeah. godzilla just two years ago or less than two years ago number one game stern has like five or six of the last like major top 15 top 10 games yeah who's voting on this I it's know. literally it's the consumer I, so it's like 
It's like, what are we talking about? Godzilla. Joel, what are, help me. What yeah. are we talking Godzilla's about? Godzilla's insane. Rush was really good. Was is really really good. And it's just, I think overall, just the bond reveal between all four models has just been a mess. And I just, I think people are really struggling with that. And the fact that they know, like, it's unknown what's coming next year. Like, if if there was an Ellen game right around the corner, I think people would take a few deep breaths and be ready for whatever. But it's like the the Brian Eddy Dwight combo, they're just like, let's see, let's see. I hope, but that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping the next Cornerstone comes out. It's a banger. It's awesome, and people can take a deep breath and realize, you know, this is this is an exclusive game, just like Elvira Fortieth. You know, right? It's- well, and people's reaction is always going to be based on what's the latest thing. Yeah, like what happened when Jersey Jack revealed pirates? There yeah. was like there was yeah, everybody went I nuts. Don't want pirates. Ah. What's next? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, before that, Joel, there was people that were saying like, oh, Stern's going to close down. There was like a massive thread, like a dark night for. Wait, Stern also that. I remember that. Wait a yeah. second, I mean, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like people just they react so quickly instead of just taking a step back and saying, "Okay, what is this?" And again, it's fine to have opinions, right? We, us three, have opinions, and people let us know all the time when they think our opinions are wrong. Yeah, but we're willing to take a step back and look at something for what it is and test it out and see if our first impression of something holds up and that's what i love about you two is we are willing to change our minds on something we're willing to see it for what it is once we get around to playing it or once we get around to experiencing it then we try to formulate what our full idea uh, is of whatever we're seeing so i i don't know i i think that it's just one of those things that i i personally think that the industry is very healthy right now i can say that just being obviously on the inside of the industry i tell you guys all the time like Things are good, but yeah, of course things could go down. There's ebbs and flow to everything, but I don't think things are going to go down simply because the company prices one particular product when they have like 20 or 22 other variations of their products that could go on the line at any given time. Sure. It's just, it's way too much of an overreaction. And it's just, it's like the same way. If Jersey Jack comes out with an absolute banger at TPF or whenever they decide to come out with it, that everybody forgets about Toy Story. Yeah. Like everybody forgets about that. I will say when I interviewed George uh, Gomez, the thing that made me, it really bummed he me out. He likes to was, throw that in her face, doesn't yeah. he, Travis? Mm. Well, you know I what? I interviewed, I interviewed <laughs> Tom <laughs> Graff. That's right. You can check that out. Actually, <laughs> no, when I, what bummed me out was right at the end when he was just, and then he said, he goes, hey, you know, for all you Bond owners, like the code is coming. I, you know, please understand how much I care about this game. The code will happen. And he goes, I don't, he goes, I'm not the devil or whatever he said. He's like, I don't know why so many people have made me out to be, just think I'm just the worst. And I don't, you could tell it genuinely hurt him of like so many people are ready to grab the pitchforks so like Stern's doing this and they're not going to do this and blah, but blah, blah. They do it's that like, for every game. Yeah, What's but the difference? Ex- and that's what, that's my what, own kids do yeah. that for me when I cook freaking <laughs> yeah. breakfast in the morning. I, I understand. Like, I don't want yeah. eggs. To yeah, me. Well, it's just like we said, Joel, we know how much it means to Gomez. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Like we, we know that. And it's not like, everybody's sitting at Stern and they're like, well, how can we screw over the customer today? And how can we piss them off here? It's like, of course, they're passionate about their job. They want to bring value. They they want to do that. 
And yeah. I think it'll happen. Okay, sorry, Joel. Well, I totally what, interrupted sorry, you. Go, no, you're fine. I, I was the one who interrupted. What, Tom, what I was fantastic. saying was- You're a freaking beauty, Tom. I love it. For anybody that's watching the video, you guys get it now. You guys totally get it now that you can see Tom. <laughs> and you can also uh, see- Travis shave his, today. Yeah. Hey, what, say um, say that again, Joel. You can what? You can see Travis's walls. So what? <laughs> no, I was, you can see me because oh, my camera's working. You right? Your walls are right way now. more yeah. important. So <laughs> what I was going to say though is, for anybody that's listening to this podcast or watching it, you're clearly an, a pinball enthusiast, and you're you're probably consuming all the media you can or reading everything you can. And at the end of the day, make sure you're enjoying the hobby. Like if you're reading stuff and you find yourself getting mad or frustrated or venting or angry, like this is a hobby, like make sure you're having fun with this. And if you're not, maybe take a breath, like step away for a day. Or, you know, if you're listening to somebody just complain constantly, maybe stop listening to it for a little bit and just realize like we're supposed to have fun here. We're supposed to have fun. And that to me, it's just in this particular reveal and seeing so much hate directed towards stern like this is everything's falling apart blah 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 it's like no like no just just no like just i don't know so that at the end of the day the content that i try to create i'm trying to share the enjoyment that i have for this hobby and and i hope that's what people take away from the pod thank you for the eye roll travis that's my goal (laughs) same thing with streaming a game like i want to make sure people are enjoying it so enough about that fine 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 (laughs) okay if Joel you want to see pinball. a breakfast, go watch yep. Justin. No, just no, go watch. Yeah, the flipping out stream <laughs> only on YouTube. We're on YouTube this year. Yeah. If you, you want see- confidence going to Indisc <laughs> or playing state, just watch just another pinball stream or whatever you're on, Joel. It's Sorry. flipping out. Oh, flipping, flipping out. out. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I can't. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah I once again, yeah, when you're sorry. talking about confidence in my sorry. stream, one of the best comments <laughs> that I've ever read on my stream was. Somebody told me watching your stream would build my confidence just like going to Walmart builds my confidence on my looks. You know, it's something <laughs> along it was something along those lines. And uh it, there's truth. There's truth to it. But you mentioned in disc. We'll we'll wrap that. I don't know. Is there anything else? I think we've I think we've hit the 60th uh, anniversary game. It, I, what, it is, we're looking forward is, to a stream. Yeah. We can talk more about we'll, the actual we'll game. We'll shit on it next episode. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just all go outside yeah. and just have a good old scream at yeah. the sky and it'll be fine. It'll be we good. should try to get Keith on as an extra ball and be like, why'd you sell out? You know, so <laughs> and then he just clicks off on the yeah, video. He's like, <laughs> he's done. Oh, you mean like I did my job and designed a game? Yeah. Okay. No. Um, what was I going to say? Indisc. 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 Joel, Indisc. we're yep. serious. We're all three of us are serious competitive players. I just hope I can get there. Like, well, weather was. Why uh, wouldn't you be able to get there, Tom? Because of freaking weather around here. You're I don't know if to it's it. going to snow or sleet or rain or. Well, you'll be able to. So before Indus, though, you do have states. So you will be able to play. No, that is incorrect. No, that's, okay, that's incorrect, I don't know Joel. <laughs> so, Joel, Mr. <laughs> IFPA over here. I don't know here. anything. Oh. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep a conversation going. Uh, Travis, yeah. Joel. I don't know if that's better or worse. I, I don't know. <sighs> fine. I haven't looked at a calendar. I don't know. I assume states were before Indisc. No. I How look at Indisc like the Super Bowl. Should, you are a, yeah, like Tom, you're lucky Tom and I are even still here right now. You're a serious competitive player. No, How do you I'm not, not know? Like, you tell Josh me all the Sharp time. Josh is rolling around as proverbial second place <sighs> grave right now yeah <laughs> carl's never coming back on here to replace me now yeah, you don't even know when indus yeah. is uh, we love carl <laughs> he wore our not shirt not enough on to stream. know when indus he goes. was so prepared he, when he, he was wore on. 
he his camera worked the whole time. Um, and he wore he wore a shirt on. He bought a shirt and he wore it on stream. I just he think did. that's the coolest thing ever. That was awesome. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, Carl. The, the hilarious thing was I was in watching this. and I didn't even notice it. Just like somebody in chat mentioned it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, nice shirt." Yeah. Well, that's because we we watched the play field and we're like, "Oh, how that's, the hell is Carl doing this with this ball now?" And oh, okay, it's hitting that shot now. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's fantastic to watch play. One I mean, point, I really one point two billion on uh, oh, T Rex multi ball. Tom, Tom, you know what we need to set up. No, like we need to set up a pin clash competition between Carl and Joel. Why? Like, <laughs> why? Like what? Because it'd be hilarious, I'm Joel. Godzilla. That's why. Yeah. And like, uh, how I much think of a handicap would Joel need? I think? would need 10 15 ball. minutes. I would. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, that's right. It's pin clash. It's, it's how quickly you can do something now. Okay. Uh, how quickly do you think you, there's anything on Godzilla that you could beat Carl at? Like in a pin clash way. I could probably turn the machine on Are quicker you? than he can because I got some long arms. <laughs> I could turn the pinball machine on, on quicker. Gosh, I think I could. I think Carl probably has his voice activated. He'll bust that myth really well, fast. I, you know, I have mine. I have a circuit for this entire wall and it's on a light switch. So I could turn all the games on with a flick. But I'm saying if you're standing in front of the game, hands on the flippers, who turns it on first? I think I'm winning. My arms are longer. That's all I'm saying. Kind but besides point. that, no, if you're actually yeah, talking about playing the game, yeah, no, there's, yeah. I don't think there's a single thing in, involved in playing Godzilla that I could do better than Carl. Well, okay. Is there Training. anyone, is there anyone thing at Godzilla? Do you think you could beat him at just once? Like just one time out of like a hundred? Uh, maybe who can hit the skill shot first, <laughs> you know, like plunge, like maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. I We need to build up that confidence, Joel. I think you could do thing, it. I think you could beat Carl in a skill shot competition at least once skill, out of 100. The only I think you could. skill I feel like I, I've ever had in pinball involves hitting the upper flipper shot on Led Zeppelin. And that's just because the two of you and He's Raymond Davidson legitimately were surprised the hell well I could hit that shot. That's the only shot in pinball that I feel like I might actually be above average at. <laughs> you Besides know my, that, no. my favorite part to the whole thing is that you didn't realize how difficult that shot was. I mean, for some. Like you know. <laughs> we, we were like all mesmerized by it, and Joel's like, "What? Like this yeah. is yeah." <laughs> like I just assumed everybody did it. We're like, "No, that's it's not normal, target. Joel." And then yeah. realizing how much it helps with points because it activates the super modes or whatever. And yeah. Raymond's like, "Up, oh, you did it again. Up, oh, you did it again. Up, <laughs> up." Oh, you. And he's like, "You have three super modes going. Oh, you drained." Like in his world, it's like if I had that, I would have capitalized and got blah blah blah. But it's like, man. I don't know. That's the only thing. That's literally the only the only skill that I think I have. But anyway, in disc, it's coming up. You guys are both going. I know Travis. Or Rush Tom is, gonna is going to be in it. Oh, I don't know the games. Rush being in it's pretty awesome. Oh, Dalton's yeah. going to be stoked. Dalton's not even there. Oh, but he'll probably be he'll probably be he'll stoked be out stoked. in Georgia, wherever um, he's from. Yeah, Carl did stream Rush the other day and just uh, destroyed it, like to an insane level. Didn't he get like something like billions on the one mode? Cause he, he had yeah. know, everything yeah. going and he hit Dumb. all 12 shots perfectly. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, no big deal. You knew it was going to happen. It was like a 12 way La Villa with what? Like 750 
percent boost or nine hundred percent. It was some, some absurd. something crazy. Try that at Indisc. Um, was uh, was Hallow is Halloween in it? No. It, oh no, I don't think. Well, remember Tom? No. That well, was a question so we had not. for Carl. Yeah, we had a question for Carl because uh, what is it? The Jim Jim Belcito. Belcito, like yeah, he it? said it could he could possibly put it in. I mean, there's still four more games to come. Like so far mm-hmm. in the main, it's Deadpool, Firepower, Flash Gordon, High Speed, Joker Poker, Revenge from Mars, which is a really interesting pick in there. Uh, Rush, Space Station, Star Trek Next Gen, Street Fighter 2, another interesting one. Yeah. Surf and Safari, Tommy, Tron, and World Cup Soccer. I got a prediction. Uh-oh. Okay. So, so last year, remember Zach had a hernie? Because Mystery Castle was the last game picked. Yeah. And that was the last game played and decided the whole thing. Yep. This year it's going to be Street Fighter (laughs) 2. It will be the final. (laughs) Uh, As If there's a topper, I think Zach's fine with it. Well, didn't didn't they change it kind of to where... Okay, so if you pick a game, it's completely burned, right? Right. Like you can't pick it again? Right. So... I mean yeah. that was the whole thing. That was it was like that last year though too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That that's shit. Normal. We're we're gonna end up with uh, revenge the only from thing Mars. That could happen <laughs> is isn't you you can replace if you're the number one seed you can replace a game right from either the women's or the classics. You oh can yeah, take a game out. Well, and then it entirely depends on who gets that number one seed. I mean the the odds are pretty good that it's going to be a stern that's going to get pulled. Unless I think it's it, Escher. Unless it's Escher. Yeah. If it's if it's anybody that can legally buy alcohol, I think <laughs> it's probably I think, I think Kaylee was number one seed last year and he put in Doctor Who. Thanks. Yeah. Pretty sure. I think that's that sounds about right, because Doctor yeah. Who was not in qualifying. Yeah, it was in the yeah, it was in the all. women's division. Yeah. So when is in disc? How soon is this? Uh, uh week well, and I'm a half flying out today. on Wednesday, so shoot. Yeah. Next well, week. Joel. That's exciting. No, I'm next I'm, week. That'll be really cool. I know uh tune just, in on uh IE Pinball to watch all the action. Oh, I'm ready. I that's it's so well done. It's it's so a it's well a big done. deal too, because it is a major world championship. So yeah, and Travis and, and I intend to win all the tournaments. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, so, I've already announced like I'll take classics yeah. one, you take classics two. That's, kind. That's fine. And then um yeah. Then we'll we'll just figure it out along the way yeah, yeah, for Maine. Yeah. But I mean here's the thing it Joel, it is a pretty big deal though. There's people from Europe coming in to play. There's people from across the country coming yeah. in to play. All the top oh, players will be there. So it's it'll so be exciting. Fun to watch. And then I guess this would be a good time to plug. Um I don't know what the website is though. Uh Tim Sexton's fantasy oh, yeah. pinball that he does. Oh, you know he does the, a fantasy like a fantasy football, but for Oh yeah, but, but for, for pinball. pinball. Yeah, so you I got to bet on you guys. Well, you can't you don't bet but mm-hmm. yeah you can play it's like so each player is assigned a value right yeah i mean you probably don't need to do this because you're already bagged on tim earlier you know about <laughs> rush and all that but he'll probably just put His your part of the, your entry in the trash yeah tim's tim's Isn't half it, of the uh, code? pinball statistics oh that might be it pinballstatistics.com i think so yeah you get like a 250 dollar uh budget and then each player has a money value associated with them and you get five players Total, and then there's a point total according to where they finish in the tournament. Nice. 
Nice. No, that, that so, that sounds fun. Yeah. So Pinballstatistics.com. Nice. So Joel, who do you think is number one? Uh, either Escher or Raymond. Pretty good. See, you pay attention. I, I'm not an idiot. You pay attention. You know, I didn't say you're an idiot. <laughs> you just you didn't know when Indisc was, so I just assumed I don't know. you didn't I'm not know going. who the top player I'm in Indisc was. Looking at the calendar, okay. So Indisc Indisc is next week or week and a half. That's awesome. Uh, just side note, mark everybody mark their calendar for the 28th. 28th of January is the the Pinball Awards. So the Pinball Industry Awards. We changed the name to the Pinball Awards. We now have included. Um, a, a public vote so as long as well as the committee vote so this is probably going to come out after the fact but if you're hearing this on friday uh if you want to be a judge please apply but um pinball awards that'll be fun i i will be at that that's actually going to be filmed at the flipping out barn and a bunch of tpn people will be there and it's going to be a good time so if you want to watch a, another live pinball event that's on the 28th well you skipped over another week what's the other one joel that's coming up I, I don't know. I don't. State, Joel. I don't. I'm not state. playing in state. Neither state. are you. You're not playing know, in state. Not. Let me Everybody talk. Thinks I am, but yeah. I'm not. Hey, Tom. Tom. How's <laughs> no? Tom State is very interesting because yeah, Tom Tom State is like it's like 1.5 IFBA up that way. So who's all going to Wisconsin, Tom? There's a lot of players. Didn't so, we read these off last we time? We did, but now people are confirmed. <laughs> oh, okay. we, we've all had to decide. So, uh, myself, Neil, um, Dave DeLuga, uh, Josh Sharp, Zach Sharp, uh, some they live in Chicago. kid named Escher Lefkoff. Escher, Escher lives in Colorado. Yeah. And they're coming. Yeah. Tim Sexton. Chicago. Um... Jason Wardrick. Jason Wardrick. He's he's he picked uh, Ohio. Okay, where he's from. Yeah, but uh, that that's that's the uh, IFPA rules. It doesn't go by boundaries. It goes by where you've played where you and the where most you wins. qualify. Yeah. So if if you qualify in a state, you have the right to pick it. So Travis, you've qualified in multiple states, and you are picking none of them. None of them. Mm. No, I just didn't feel like playing this year. I, I'll. I've told a lot of people before heads up is my least favorite format of all. Like I I'm having to convince myself to even play in the Stern pro circuit finals because it's, they ch- changes the heads up and I'm just, I don't know. I I'm just not a big fan of it. Like if uh, I can make an exception just because it's a world championship, lots of great competition out there. I want to go play in that, but okay. yeah, so heads up, it just doesn't so do anything. Why for me. Explain that. Yeah. Please yeah. explain heads up and why that's why you don't like it. Well, heads up means you're playing against somebody, mm-hmm. like one versus one. Head to head. Oh, it's head not four head. people. No. Head to head. No, no, it's just like one v one. So kind of like what happened at Expo, where we were all playing. What was it? The best of five mm-hmm. or something like that. So with this, it's the best of seven. And I've done it a couple of times, and I've gone on to play nationals. I mean, it was fun then, but now at this point, I've just gotten to where if I know I'm not going to have fun with a certain format. Like I just feel better just sitting out, taking a break. Yeah, you want to have taking fun a breather. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm still going to go down to Oklahoma and still like cheer my friends on, and then Monica's going to play in the women's state the day after. So I mean, I'm you're, still going to go you're go down cheer and hang her out on too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, good. I don't know. I still have a, a lot of women friends down there, too. They'll be playing against her. <laughs> yeah. I'll be cheering for everybody. So yeah. many women friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many. Yeah. So many. Well, hi, Carolyn. Not, shout out to you. I know are, she's listening. We are approaching the two hour mark. So oh, I any... want to say one other thing. Go for it. So Cassidy Milanowski is playing in both the Wisconsin state and the women's state. Nice. So, is that at the same spot or it's not is the women's state somewhere else? It's somewhere that at? else. That is at Dave Anderson's place. So I've showed you his collection before. He's got like all the spooky games and mm. a bunch of other ones too. So it's pretty, oh, cool. pretty good, diverse, uh, collection. Nice. Cool. Well, good for her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Is there anything else? Um, I, I'm looking at our notes. We said uh, Twippy Nom. So again, thank you for all the uh, the Twippy, the people that nominated us for the Twippy. Feel free to vote. Thank you very much. Uh, and I wanted to mention the Gomez interview, which apparently I've you know rubbed in your face too many times at this point. And what interview? <laughs> Bond sixtieth. And so I think check check check. I think we 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 nailed all those. So crushed it. Um, I think it's probably time to plug it up. So. Travis, let's hear you. Let's hear you plug the podcast. Yeah, you guys can find me on YouTube now at whatever Triple hell this is. Triple what are we? Drain. At we Triple have, Drain. Do we have an drain. underscore? Nope. It's just we Triple don't? Drain. Triple Drain. Okay. Like you guys are action, watching this. Yeah. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. Do do all that stuff. And if you're listening to us on the uh, on the audios, thank you. Appreciate yes. it. So to clarify that, we do we did start a YouTube channel. We've actually had it for a little while now. We've just never had anything on it. So the thought eventually is we're going to have these videos be exclusive to the Patreon people. And then maybe like two weeks after, then we'll put them on our YouTube so that people could find them after the fact. So you could see them. It will just be potentially a little out of date. Um, So yes, feel free to join that, find that, subscribe to it. um, And yeah, videos will be trickling out on there. Um, They will just be slightly delayed based on the audio and Patreon release. So. That's our YouTube channel. So thank you, Travis, for plugging that. Um, Tom. Uh, I You can find me at the Triple Drain and also uh, Fox City's Pinball on YouTube and Twitch and Instagram, Facebook, uh, OnlyFans. All the things. All the things. All the things. Wonderful. And yes, to the people that are watching this on video, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the video. This is It's a lot more fun to talk to these guys and look at them. Hopefully looking at us is more enjoyable. I don't know. If you enjoy the video, I'm glad you enjoy the video. Um, and if you like it, feel free to join the Patreon. Patreon's uh, triple underscore drain on patreon.com and and you'll have access to all the videos we have moving forward. Um, otherwise, if you're not watching the video and you enjoy listening to the podcast, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy listening. Um, and we'll continue to release that same way we have been. Um, yeah, and I'm Joel and I am streaming. Um, now I stream in, entirely for flipping out and we're streaming on YouTube. We're trying something new. YouTube streaming is growing. We think it's a it's a platform that that has more growth opportunity um, for people outside of the the kind of the Twitch group. Um, nothing against Twitch. Enjoy streaming on Twitch, but just trying something new, really. So um, that is every Wednesday night from ten to midnight Eastern Standard Time, and I'll alternate between a chatting stream like we did last night and uh, playing pinball stream. And all those videos will immediately be up on YouTube so you can watch them later. <laughs> and speaking, uh, it's time. <laughs> it's time to stop because that is what the third or fourth time that Travis's camera has shut down. So third. So 
this is a perfect time. He's not probably not even going to turn it back on. So, um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like always, Tom, uh, you have the last words. Peace and pinball, everybody.